Zillow was using their own flawed data to run predictive analytics on what they believe they could buy properties at and thus resell them for, and they found out pretty quickly that they were completely wrong. Okay, now listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I, 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 oh, I want to applaud that too. I got that's incredible. The audience is so tapped in with us right now. It's amazing that you guys caught that because, yeah, I, I'm applauding it because it's like it's incredible they screwed up so badly. We had actual examples where Zillow paid. I got one real world example. They paid $480,000 for the house, okay? okay. Listed it for $507,000. Okay, it's not that big of a spread. Not that big of a spread. Sold it for four sixty. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. Your home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast featuring yours truly, Donnie Corum, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, recording live from our downtown studios with my executive producer and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan. What's going on, all of my lovely deal hunters and Foreclosure Deals Coach listeners? We are happy to be back beautiful day out here in Colorado. It's not too cold, you know, so Donnie's feeling all right. He's feeling Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, my tropical people's not coming out. I'm yeah. still upset that it's getting chilly, though. I'm not yeah, going to lie to you. Know, you. He's, he's, he's dealing with it, but it's a nice day out there, and, uh, you know, we got a lot in store as far as for the show, and uh, I'm ready to get, you know, this one out here and then get back out and start doing my real estate stuff today. Indeed, man. Well, let's uh, let's get to it without further ado. And I, I got to be honest with you, like I, I would be lying if I tell you I wasn't super excited about today's show. <laughs> you guys are going to love it. Because the title of the show is Zillow. Boom. Uh, what, how do you spell that? I don't know. It's going to be tough to get the title on that. Uh, but Don't worry about it. So about, a, I don't know, a week or so ago, you heard we did a show about Zillow said, hey, y'all, we're done buying houses for the year. We're going to chill out for a little bit. Right. You know, I was like, nah, I feel that because, you know, we're going through the same phase. We bought a lot of houses. We need to chill out for a bit. But then like a week later, a week later, a week later, it comes out that Zillow is out of the house buying game for good, baby. Their pullout game is extremely <laughs> on point right now. Oh I like that. I like that. That's straight up pullout game right there. Um, and as if that wasn't bad enough, they're laying off 25% of their Ooh, staff as a result. Nice. Now, you know if you listen to the show that I'm kind of anti-Zillow. All right, that doesn't quite do it. I'm extreme anti-Zillow. And why am I anti-Zillow? Because I don't believe that the corporate man should be taking over the real estate industry kind of right i'm not i'm I'm a man of the people right being honest with you i love my real estate agent and wholesaler brethren that are out there listening to my show and uh come up to me and talk to me about real estate terms i enjoy this business being about the people and the people that we help in this industry right and of course when a big corporation comes in they have a way of screwing things up like it's just, it's just the nature of the beast right they come in they they make it corporate they make it cold and stale and they took a lot of the personality out of this industry so that's one of the many reasons i despise zillow but i gotta be frank with you when zillow was staying up in their lane which was retail real estate like i could hate them from a distance 
which worked for me, right? Because right? I'm not really in the retail side. I grew up in retail, so I got a lot of friends who were still in the retail real estate segment. So I loved the industry, but I'm not actively doing it. So I could kind of despise Zillow from the outside. You know, The other reason I'm not a big fan of Zillow is when I was an agent at a time uh, to produce leads, as so many agents do, I was relying on Zillow and paying a bill of roughly $10,000 a month. Ooh. Yeah, 10 Gs a month going to Zillow's pockets to produce my leads. And I figured out pretty early on that all those leads were doing were teaching my agent population not to become the closers I wanted to become, right? When we become reliant on a system to do our marketing and prospecting for us, it weakens the industry overall. And it's because it's an industry that I love. It was hard for me to see that happening, that we were becoming reliant on a system that didn't care about us. Well, inevitably, Zillow became worse. The fees went up. Agents started to suffer under them, and there was a bit of an overthrow of the Zillow market, where it was like, enough is enough. I saw it happen in the Facebook groups. Perhaps you were part of that movement where a lot of people like, we got to stop buying Zillow leads. Now, did everybody stop buying Zillow leads? Hell no. What works, that. works, right? I mean, if you've got a system that's working, you're providing for your team for that, and that's providing for your family and their families, I'm not knocking it, right? In the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. But we knew that Zillow had become a behemoth that was hell-bent on destroying the real estate agent. Once again, was cool with that as long as they stayed over in the real estate agent side of this equation, right? But recently, Zillow launched Zillow Offers. And the idea behind it was basically attacking the wholesale market that is really my bread and butter. Now, I'm good. If you don't play somebody else's sport, you can stay over there. I can dislike you and be cool. But you start coming to play in my field, now it's war. Michael Jordan had no problems with Bo Jackson. But if Bo Jackson stepped on the court, Michael Jordan would have ate him alive. So, See what I'm saying? We got to do what we got to do. Stay in your game, baby. Right. Stay in your game. So when Zillow started to investing, I found a renewed dislike for the Zillow model, okay? Zillow offers was all over town, but here was the irony of it. It became very clear very early on that we couldn't compete with Zillow offers. Like they were gonna, if they really were able to do what they thought they were going to be able to do, which was buy houses for above asking price, above value, and then hold on to them and sell them, they, w- they could have devastated the wholesale real estate investment industry. This is how I provide for my family. It's what I built my career off of. So I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't just dislike them because they're the corporate behemoth. I disliked them because they were a threat to my entire existence professionally. Okay. So they came out there. They started buying a bunch of houses all across the country. Zillow's writing offers above asking price offers. And everybody's kind of waiting on bated breath to see what's going to happen next. How does a company that's overpaying for property, how do they stay in business? Well, this is where stuff got interesting. See, Zillow was using their Zestimate data, which we all knew was completely freaking flawed Exactly. to evaluate the property. So they're using their own data. Now, for a time, the Zestimate swung too far to the lower side. They were reporting that properties were much lower than they should have been reported at. And when the early stages of the Zestimate, that was the issue with the software. It was predicting incorrectly, but mostly lower. Okay, and, and that was actually, in a way, good for the retail agent because the retail agent stepped in and said, well, Zillow said your house is worth... 350, I can actually get 400 for the house. It made the agent look like a hero, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Over time, the data shifted the other way. And Zillow started predicting in, in, in a lot of areas, not across the board, but a lot of areas we saw the data shifting to more than the property was worth. Okay. And when that started to happen, it was the bane to the existence of the real estate agent. 
Okay. I was doing a listing appointments at the time and I'm having conversations. I'm going, you know, ma'am, your house is worth 400. Well, Zillow says it's worth 445. So like, I feel like we're going to do that. I'm like, but Zillow is wrong. Okay. Like, so <laughs> I, I mean, I hear what you're saying and I get that, but the, the takeaway was that software cannot effectively do market analytics like a professional real estate professional in that market can. Okay. I've dedicated my life, my career, my existence to getting, I got my appraisal license before I was even a real estate agent because I wanted to understand valuation at a high level. Then I got my real estate license. Now I've got my mortgage broker license. Okay. And my, my wife affectionately refers to me as a license whore because if there's a license available, I'm going to go out and get it. Currently I'm training to get my drone pilot's license just because oh, okay. that's just mad cool. Right. Right. Okay, I need to come over for some lessons. Seriously, man, we have some fun with that. Um, so now Zillow is using this ineffective data that was slanted to overpaying on properties. They're using their own data, right? And this is kind of like asking the barber how the haircut, right? You wrap your haircut and you go, hey, man, what do you think? You think he's going to tell you that he lopsided half your head and you look ridiculous? <laughs> no, not at all. Hell no. He's the barber, dog. He's trying to get paid, right? So he's going to tell him, man, you look good. You look good. But when you get home and your boys see that, like, uh, what happened to your head? Right, that Gumby fade melted, bro. That is not. <laughs> that ain't working out, kid. And play. <laughs> That's not what you can't win in there for. Ain't bro. gonna hurt nobody. Hey, we about to do the dance right now. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so, same applied here. Zillow was using their own flawed data to run predictive analytics on what they believe they could buy properties at and thus resell them for, and they found out pretty quickly that they were completely wrong. Okay, now listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I, 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 oh, I want to applaud that too. I gotta, that's incredible. The audience is so tapped in with us right now. It, it, it's amazing that you guys caught that because, yeah, I, I'm applauding it because it's like, it's incredible they screwed up so badly. We had actual examples where Zillow paid. I got one real world example. They paid $480,000 for the house, okay? okay. Listed it for $507,000. Okay, it's not that big of a spread. Not that big of a spread. Sold it for four sixty. I mean, I watched it happen okay, in real time. So they took like a $20,000 loss before the real estate commissions. And Zillow's not a, they don't they have the same expenses we do, y'all. Right. Okay. They're a big corporation, but they've got employees just like I do. They've got cost of funds just like I do, right? I would argue their cost of funds are probably much lower, right? right? But if you're holding on to a property that you overpriced, so it sat for several months. That costs you money. You right. guys in the real estate investment community, you know already time is money, right? The faster you can get this property sold, the more you're going to make on it. Well, Zillow was sitting on these properties for months on end thinking, well, the market's so hot. Our analytics, are, our Zestimate says this should go for 520. So if we get 507 for it, we're set. Turned out it was worth 460. Now, somewhere in there, Zillow had not been the cocky, conceited, People, I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find a nice word to say there. If they had just consulted with an actual real estate expert, and this is kudos to the people who have had real estate licenses for years, who take what they do seriously, whether you're in wholesale, whether you're in retail, you're licensed, you're unlicensed, but to the people who actually take this profession seriously and understand valuation, if they had taken just a few moments to consult with a local market expert in the markets they were trying to pull this off in, they might not be in this jam. Right, But they were relying on their data, their software, and they believed in it wholeheartedly, and now it's going to cost them, according to this article from CBS News here, it's going to cost them in the neighborhood of 
2.8 billion dollars with a b billion okay 7000 homes they 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 overbought now that they're trying to figure out how to offload and now suddenly in this perfect storm of problems the market is seeming to slow down are you seeing that in your market are you noticing that things are not moving as fast as they used to have you seen it because seen we have it. certainly seen it yeah right and the problem is the wholesale market is slow to react to that, right? So we're wholesalers are doing what they do. They're out finding deals for investment firms like mine, and they're bringing in deals. They're going, well, this is the retail value. Well, I like it was the retail value in May or June of 2021, but can we use that as an accurate statement on what the retail value is today? And I got to tell you guys, no, the answer is no. Okay, Zillow's analytics were off because they were using the highly inflated price data that uh, that ensued when coronavirus let off a little bit. People started buying houses again and inventory was at all time lows. Suddenly you're seeing houses sell for 30, 40, 50 grand above asking price and Zillow jumped in that pool and bought a bunch of them well above what they should have paid for it. Right? So what we are seeing today is that the market is slower the expectations of the buyer who was paying $300,000 for, let's just say, a, a basic property in a basic neighborhood here in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where we do much of our work. They were paying three hundred dollars to three twenty five dollars for that property less than a year ago. We're now expected to pay three sixty dollars to $375,000 for the identical property. They were willing to do that, but the expectations of what the property had to look like went way up. <laughs> Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Okay. Suddenly, the things that would have not been in a normal entry-level flip were now the requirement. Nicer stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, kitchen backsplashes, stuff we had gotten away from two years ago Okay, because it just wasn't necessary to sell the property. Shooting straight with you, we were painting them, carpeting them, making them look relatively pretty, and putting them back on the market, and it was working gangbusters because the market was just so hot. Right. Okay. When it cooled off, the investors on the ground saw it, Zillow saw it about a year later, and now they're paying for that. It's like, I mean, it's it's all good that uh, they're a year behind, but it's like, who's running this? Who is, like, in their, like, analytics and, you know, analytics department to figure these things out? It, it doesn't make any sense how y'all would just miss, you know, something that's right in front of you and that everybody is seeing as far as people who are actually doing the work. Absolutely. And I would say that Zillow obviously can afford the best data engineers in the world. Right. You know, if you're Google or you're Facebook, you can afford to hire the best coders, 
right? The best programmers, right. the best people to analyze your data. I think Zillow was relying on their software. I think they didn't hire anybody. I think they went in and just said, we believe in the, what our software is saying, and we're going to take it on that value. And it turned out they overestimated by a great deal. And again, a lot of people I've seen in the real estate groups, if you're celebrating the fall of Zillow, that describes who you are. First of all, bite me. Uh, that's number one. What does that even mean? Like, so, is, Zillow's mean a, a massive corporate behemoth. Seeing the, seeing the large corporations suffer is the very design of who we are as human beings. Okay? Oh, yeah. look, look at what's happening around us as, as the government is taking control over whether or not we get vaccinated. And I don't want to head down this road with you all. I'm, I'm not trying to get political, but look at the controls that are taking place. Zillow was just one power player in the control system that figured out they could do this without humans. Or thought they could. Or thought they could. Right. And then it turned out they actually needed the humans all along. And we should be celebrating that. We should be celebrating that because in the end, this job, what we do, real estate professionals, and once again, I don't care if you're a retail agent out there slinging retail properties to consumers who are concerned about the size of the kitchen, or if you're a wholesaler out there trying to find your next deal for an inv- a cash buyer that you're, you know, that's how you feed your family, or you're a flipper like myself who's buying the properties, fixing up and selling them. We all benefit when the large corporations can't do our jobs effectively. You see what I'm saying? Right. The mom and pops should reign supreme. That's just what it comes down to. Power to the people. Okay? So this failure is good for us. It's a window of opportunity. Now, I got to tell you, it's, not, it's had a ripple effect that was, when it happened, I was celebrating, but I didn't see what was going to happen next. A lot of my capital partners are scared. A big player like Zillow saying they overestimated their numbers now making these guys who are smaller hedge funds rethink their numbers too. Yeah, right, sure. The money supply is drying up a little bit. We can't buy as many properties as we could because the money guys are like, we're just going to hold off for a few months and see what happens. Meanwhile, your government administration is like printing money like there's no tomorrow. Another trillion and a half dollar stimulus package was just approved. It sounds like a good thing because there are people who need help right now. Another one? Another one. Um, and it was, it's an infrastructure bill this time. So they're not handing out money. They're going to hand it to governments and local municipalities to rebuild their bridges and streets. And oh, all, yeah. other stuff. all those bridges and streets are still messed up from all the, the ones years. That are, right. Uh, the okay, ones that are okay. supposed to fix 20 years ago. Okay, hey, cool. you know, we should do that now. Um, so they keep <laughs> passing bills for it, but never actually get to it. This won't be Strange. the exception, right? They got to put people back to work. All these things have to take place for the economy to stabilize. And real estate is the very foundation, the core, our housing market. Is what if you remember the last economic crash of 2008? What was that centered around? The real estate market. Okay, so when real estate suffers, the country as a whole is going to suffer. So there's a concern. Zillow pulling out of home buying, they were artificially inflating the values because they were buying up a bunch of properties at super high rates that pushed the prices up. But like we all know, what goes up at a drastically high rate has to come down at that rate. And I've been telling you guys that on this show since the very inception of the show. Okay, it's going to keep going up until it doesn't. And obviously, that's obvious. But if you inflate things quicker, the drop is far more painful. The economy is far better off on a gradual, in Colorado Springs, we see an annual 6% increase. Okay, We are far better off on a gradual increase because a gradual increase would allow for a gradual decline. But if you go up 30% in a year, guess what's going to happen when it corrects? That bubble is going to pop. It's just like blowing up a balloon. You can either blow it up slowly, slowly, gradually, or you could just... Shoot a whole bunch of air in there and then look surprised when you when don't have a balloon up. anymore. That's 
dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, You got to say it. It's dumb, right? That's exactly what we did. Okay. And I'm, again, I'm not predicting the pop. I'm not saying there's a global collapse coming. I don't need the feedback that Donnie, you're you're such a doom and doom and gloom guy. I'm just being realistic with you guys. Okay. We are seeing it in real time. Houses that I would have comfortably sold in June or July of this year for 375. I got one exact example. Okay. We should have gotten, if I had gotten it flipped in June or July of this year. I would have gotten 375 for it. Easy. Okay. We're under contract at 352 right now. And I'm happy about it. Okay. And I'm still going to do fine. But if I had bought that property thinking I was going to get 375, like Zillow did, basically, I'd be in the same jam that they were. Okay. So you got to buy better. As wholesalers, I need you to pay attention right now. Okay. You need to bring your cash buyers, actual deals based on data that you did not obtain from this summer. Okay. Either go before that data, before the real rise took off. I would say first quarter data may be kind of accurate because it reflects what things needed to be. But the best data now is roughly 60 to 90 days old. Okay. You've got to be trading on more recent data because it's fun to look at what happened in the summertime of this year, but it is not reality anymore. And there's a good shot. It will never be reality again. Okay. That's where we are now. Am I praying for another massive surge? You better believe I am. Okay. You better believe that I'm hoping that this thing is going to turn the corner, but all signs, interest rates going up, unemployment at all time highs, not because there are no jobs available, but because people don't want to work right now. Go to work. Just uh, uh, go to work. Get, get a job. Hey, I, hey, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to be an a-hole, <laughs> but go get a job, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Somebody had to say that. Jonathan Winston said it. And I need you all to know that. All right. People are not working, not because there aren't jobs available or employment available because they don't want to. And listen, to some degree, I understand, okay? If you had a mick job and you're barely making enough to make ends meet and you feel like you should be paid more than that, you might be right. But it also may, might mean you don't have enough skills to be worth more than the minimum wage, right? No, we get paid for the value that we bring. Absolutely. And if you're not adding that much value, that may just be a, you need to look at yourself a little bit and see if that's what value you add to the market. Okay. That being said, if the train continues on the path that it's on, interest rates go up, property values at all time highs and unemployment at all time highs, businesses will start to fail. If businesses fail, those jobs you're not taking right now will no longer exist. If those jobs go away and those businesses go away, we are heading for an economic correction. And that correction may be the largest one in reportable history, or it may just be a bump in the road. But whatever it is, it's happening and it's happening right now. And there is, as always, a silver lining. Okay, Zillow's failure simply means the value of a local real estate professional has just doubled. You as understanding the marketplace and how it actually operates, listening to this show, listening to the other great YouTubers and content providers out there, the Max Maxwells, uh, the Chris Chicos who are out there who have been saying the same thing I'm saying. If you're listening to the right news in there, you can survive this and even thrive in a changing market. On the flip side of that, if you're like, hey, bro, in June, I get, you know, this house would have retail for 375, so I got to get my assignment fee at this number, you are not only hurting the industry at large, but you're going to hurt yourself. Okay, because the market is shifting and we got to shift too. It is not what it was last summer. It was a ton of fun. Obviously, I wish I'd done a little bit more. When you when you look in hindsight, you're like, man, we really had it. Like, but you always think it's going to last forever, right. and it never does, right? So it's not over. It's just different. It 
It's just different. And the different is an opportunity. A lot of people, starting with the behemoth Zillow, are going to be pushed out of this industry for good, right? We are struggling. I'm, I'm, I'll put it to you in a very simple sense. We own more properties than we should right now because they're not moving as fast as they used to be moving. We're going to be all right. Okay. I've, I've been through much worse than this, but I'm telling you, it feels differently. And Zillow's collapse in this department is absolute proof that the market has shifted. It's changing. It's going another direction. And your job, as Jonathan puts it so well, is to read the tea leaves. Now you've got to look and try to figure out based on your knowledge and experience, and then capitalize on those people who are smarter than you are. Right. Right. To figure out what's going to happen next. We've got to join together as an industry and help each other out and start talking about what's happening in the industry as an overall. Okay. Because times are changing in front of our eyes. Flipping may not be as lucrative as it was. That doesn't mean wholesaling is going to stop. It may mean you have to switch to a buy and hold strategy as opposed to a buy and flip strategy. But if you don't alter because you only know one, you're a one trick pony right? And this is all you know how to do. You're hurting yourself and you're ultimately going to hurt the industry. Many states are switching to regulation license requirements for wholesalers because the market shifted and people are now buying these properties wholesale with a back end. And when it doesn't work out, they're doing what they always do. They're running to the government and saying, well, I got screwed because I didn't know better, right? I think that's a bunch of crap, but the reality is that keeps happening. If newbie investors get in the market and lose their shirts heavily, I promise regulation is going to come down like a ton of bricks, okay? And the last thing we want is more government interaction in what we do already. So take heed, y'all. Take heed. Pay attention. It's changing. Get out in front of it. Learn more. And listen, if you're trying to start your wholesaling business, your flipping business, your real estate investment business, your first step might be to get solid mentorship and coaching from a trained professional in the industry who's done over 200 flips in his career, Okay, wholesaled at least that amount of not more deals 200 plus deals at wholesale and understands the industry inside, outside and backward, regardless of where you are right now. I am, I've got enough market knowledge to help you through whatever you're facing. If you're interested in getting coaching, you got to reach out, hit the website, join the Facebook group. Let's talk about getting you in a coaching program that can ensure your success in a rapidly changing market by connecting you with the leading experts in the real estate investment space, starting with yours truly, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, right? See how I kind of turned that into a, like an infomercial without getting all commercial on it. This dude's good. He's been he's been at it a while, guys. He's been giving you this info for a while. So I feel like it's it's about time to hit up the coach, man. He's got the info for you. He's got the he's got the way to get out of this uh, trauma and out of all this craziness that's going. And I'm on. eager to share it. I'm eager to bring it bring it to the masses. Okay, but the only reason you know a lot of people are like I don't pay that much for coaching. Why can't people just give stuff for free? Because every time. We've given away this knowledge. People don't do anything with it. It is only when people make an investment in themselves and their education that they actually utilize that information. I've, I've done it for years. I'm just telling you the people who get coaching, and I'm not talking about me as a coach in general. I'm talking about if you go, go meet with Max Maxwell, right? Go see how much his coaching product is. Meet with a couple of guys. Decide who you feel like is the right fit for you, right? But once you make an investment, you've changed from a person who just wants to learn and do a couple of YouTube videos to an actual student, of this career. And when you become a student of the career, the dividends, the payout, regardless of what the market is doing is humongous, right? Zillow should have hired me. I could have kept them out of this. Yo, Zillow, call me. You going to actually take that call? Nah. All right. All right with that, this is Donnie Corum, <laughs> your foreclosure deals coach, thanking you once again for tuning in to the foreclosure deals coach podcast and reminding you now and always don't buy a house. 
buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.